the football season just ended and we're back again. I guess I guess something's going on. I guess I guess we're gonna find out. This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you're tuning in from, thanks for tuning in. This is uh, Red Card Radio. We are a weekly look at the Premier League, but we're in the middle of the summer. So what are we doing here? We can't be looking at the Premier League if the Premier League doesn't start for another two months. So this is our... Uh, yeah, we can. This is going to be our, su- our our summer episodes. We're, uh, we're talking about the Euros. We're talking about fan comments. We're just going to talk about silly things over the next couple weeks before the domestic calendar starts to pick back up but right now we've got some international tournaments going on we had a a fun comment from one of our listeners on twitter that we're gonna we're gonna deal with uh tonight but as always my name is james i support arsenal though i'm not wearing an arsenal kit today decided to take the night off next to me is brad that's at ks brad g on the twitter he's our resident chelsea supporter and most obnoxious uh presenter on the podcast uh, at least for the time being. Um, and then down below, that's at Whiteheart underscore Sean. Uh, he is our Tottenham Hotspur supporter. Um, I would say something mean and uh, cruel about Tottenham at this point, but uh, I think it's best probably, just leave, probably just best to leave it at it's Tottenham. Yeah. It's yeah. the most prestigious club in, in London. I think. But it, it's not because London's still blue. It's the most prestigious club in Italy, I believe, as well. Um, yes, yes, it is. But, but before we get started, if you guys could uh, hit that like button on this video, share it with a friend, subscribe. If you're on our podcast, uh, subscribe to our podcast, share it with a friend, and rate it on whatever podcast listening platform you're listening on, and uh, rate it five star. We, five, we, five stars, five we, stars, or I'll find out. <laughs> I'll find out where you live, and I will steal your Uber Eats. Um, we, we would prefer, <laughs> we we would prefer five stars, but I mean, if you have honest feedback no. for us, I will uh, I will we, highly we inconvenience you. You can still give us the five star review, and we'll read all the comments, and we'll take your feedback honestly. But still give us the five star <laughs> no, review. I will, I will strongly inconvenience people that don't give five stars. All right, all right. With that, um, <laughs> with that, with, with the shameless plug out of the way, we're gonna get into it. Um, <laughs> So our last episode was two weeks ago. Uh, we talked about the Champions League final and the Europa League final, all that good stuff. Um, but we did have a few comments um, on on YouTube from from some of our listeners. J- uh, Jimmy, our boy Jimmy, uh, he agreed with Brad that uh, Chelsea won the Champions League final and that they were dominant. yeah they did they were dominant over the course of the match. I, I think my failure in asking the question in last episode about whether uh, Chelsea won or City lost was rather that I should have asked, did Pep set City up for failure instead of asking if City lost the match? Because clearly Chelsea were the better football team in terms of like football. Um, and on, on, on the day, they were, they, they were the better team. Um, I, but I think my, my, I, yes. point, my point was I, I, I thought think, that Pep set them up for failure. I, I, still, yeah. don't, I still think the answer is no. I, I think Pep set them up the same way he normally sets them up, which is... Like, like no, we didn't. talked about, like ro- robotic. Well, they still have this. They still do the same things. Yes, right. But they, but they missed their. They, he tried to catch Tugel off guard, and he did. But it ended up backfiring by not starting uh, Fernandinho or Rodri as like as a solid six and moving Gundogan back 
into yeah. that midfield role where like that's not what he does and we just uh, ate him alive exactly there. exactly so yes you can see he, my question he overthought himself right he overthought it but chelsea still won the game because we beat them in all three of their formations with two cdms with one cdm and with zero cdm what you're talking about over the course of the three matches that you guys played correct which brings me to my next point that will our boy on on youtube um also agreed that uh chelsea have clearly been dominant over over city over the last couple weeks and his exact quote is three wins in a row is pretty demonstrative of chelsea's dominance over city recently um and i don't don't think you can i don't think you can disagree with that um per se um because it's it's you can but you'd be wrong yeah (laughs) it seems like a poor choice to take yeah um but that brings me to um our Twitter comment, and this is what we are kind of, this is kind of the, the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Um, Paik on Twitter, uh, he asked us, he suggested to us that we should uh, kind of round robin our teams, and each one of us should take a a, a different team. So as as an Arsenal supporter, um, I'm not, I don't want to look at Arsenal's transfers and things like that. But I should look at one of your guys' teams and, and and think, okay, this is what I think you guys need. This is who I think you guys should sell. These are the positions I think you should sell. So what we did is we kind of broke this up. And Brad is going to be looking at Arsenal. Sean is going to be looking at Chelsea. And I'm going to be looking at Tottenham. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at the current squads and think what the deficiencies are in the squad currently, who who is going to be sold, who we think is going to be sold, things like that, and then kind of talk about the positions or maybe specific players, if you guys have, have looked at some of them, uh, of what, what you think the team needs for next season. Um, and we're going to start with the, with the reigning European champions, Chelsea, which means that's Sean. Sean, you, you get to dissect Thomas Tuchel's team and tell us what you think they need to do in the summer to uh, make a Premier League uh, championship run and retain the uh, Champions League crown. Tell, tell us what Chelsea can do, Sean. Alright, so the simple answer is they don't need to do a lot. I mean, they clearly just won the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's did. the simple answer. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I hear you. Um, the the little bit more complicated answer is, I think it's time to put Aspilicueta out to pasture. Uh, Reece James has clearly supplanted him. Um, so you can look at right backs. Um, I'm not gonna attempt his le- his name, <laughs> but the the kid from Ajax is really good. Uh, if you guys would like, <clears throat> let me look him up. Uh, it, yeah, he, he's he's pretty good. He's twenty one. I don't know if he wants to sit behind someone, um, or if he wants to keep growing and then go to a bigger club and be a starter. So that would be a tougher one. Um, uh, no, no, Sarah Mazzori. Uh, he's he's a Moroccan player. Um, good. A solid. It's one of the one of the best right backs in in Europe. Uh, that would be a good one. But the the problem there is he's probably at least at the beginning not starting over Reese James. Reese James is really good. Uh, uh, Missouri's pr- also pretty good. So that would be just a fight. So I don't know if you want to bring him in. 
I don't know what the cost would be to bring him in just to fight for a position. Uh, and I don't know if he would want to do that. Um, if we if Tottenham had a had a transfer budget, that'd be a good one for us, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but our transfer budget is zero. Um, so that that's someone I was thinking. Other than that, you know, someone like an REA type, someone like on the decline, someone like Nathaniel Klein would be a good one. I, I was thinking about this earlier. Someone just to bring in just a spell, Reese James. That's not going to ruin it. And as as Pilaqueta is not going to ruin it, but it's it's about time to like let him go retire in Spain. He, he gave you he gave you what like twelve, thirteen years, something like that. No, Brad? like seven, seven. Yeah, you're on mute. Well, uh, seven. But okay, so I have a question. What for yeah. what what formation do you have us playing? Because Tuchel's been a three four three. Are you doing it as well, a four three three? Well, no, just in general, a right back or a right wing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, so it, I was just looking for clarity. Because Klein could Klein could play a wing back. I mean, uh, Yedlin could play a wing back, but he's he's the type that's gonna. You don't want him. No. He, he's the type to, to over overrun it because he's too fast and cancel it out. <laughs> if um, he said anything. Yeah. <laughs> I like Yedlin, and Yedlin maybe yeah. three years ago, sure. Yeah. No, nah, but you know, someone like someone like Klein's actually perfect because Reese James is gonna play. Uh, and then someone to spell him. Other than that, you could use center back depth. Uh, Rudiger Silva's getting old, so maybe a young center back out there. Uh, you're probably going to have to cycle out. Jorginho has actually started out and had a really good Euro so far. Um, he had a really good pass to set up a Italian goal. Um, but Encante's getting a little older, so probably get a center back depth. Uh, and I know you guys are lining up Holland. I don't know where he fits in, other than Werner, which he just bought. Over top, I, I don't. He plays ahead of Werner. That's where yeah. Holland fits. I, I, I'd, I guess yeah, could, I, I guess you could play him together. You could. I think. I think that would be the play. Like, I know you're lining him up, but I, like a, I, would you play like a three-five-two? That in that situation, we kind yeah, of have been playing that, or we've been doing uh, a three-four-one-two. Yeah, three five would work with. with I mean, it's the same thing. Havertz and Pulisic on either side. Yeah, that could work. I would do. I mean, if it with Holland coming in, Holland and Werner, and I think they free up each other because Werner pushes the defense off of Holland, and Holland's just a goal merchant. Watching you just get I'm, your stress levels is amazing. I, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that was oh. not. Um, that was not. and then having like Mount there, and then you can have Pulisic spell. Um, Werner or have Pulisic start over Werner like that can be a, a switch out there. Havertz can spell Holland. Um, I think Hakimi. I think Abraham, Abraham would be your Holland. Abraham's gone. Sorry, oh, Abraham's sold? probably gone. No, but he, he's like Abraham's probably going to be sold. Giroud's probably going to be sold. So Havertz is going to be that coverage. Um, oh, okay. gotcha. I think. I think you're right about Aspie, and I think you're right with Reese James sliding into right center back. But I think it's going to be Akimi at right wing back. I think we still Dorman. need somebody young and fast. Do you think? No, out right. of uh, Inter, he's on Inter now. Um, but I don't. I like. I like. You were right in your thought process. Um, I, I, CM, yeah, I, I, think, I think Conte. We're signing him to a new contract. A, a young up and coming one. Like I don't. How old is Hakimi? Twenty-two. I think, I yeah, think, I don't think you need that because Reese James I, is there. I, I think you're inviting 
a problem that no, you don't but need. but you can slide Reese James back to right center back. Like he played against Vardy, is I that, think he is did that, awesome there. Is that where he's best at though, or is he best running, screaming up the wing? Well, because, I mean, he's best at right back, not wing back, but yeah. right back. When he like Trent, right? He's very similar to Trent Alexander Arnold. That he's, I think he's a little bit better defensively, but he goes forward and he sets up crosses, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, do you want him sitting on the back line, or do you want? But how to go had our center backs playing though? Like Aspie and Rudiger still get forward. They still make those runs. They still hit those crosses in. It's just on, you know, who's setting up what between them, or one yeah. side's going forward, one side's going back. And Dave might stay another season, but I think Rudy's gone too. Which I don't know if Zuma's coverage there either. I would have loved, loved, loved to have Tamori back from AC Milan. That's who I wanted back for our center backs. But they're using their bio claws. But I think you were spot on with the <clears> positions because <throat> that's like looking at the Chelsea roster, that's what I have as well. And I think I think you could also come in with like um Brozovic from Inter Milan, the center defensive mid. I think you could try to snake out an Ndidi. You don't you don't need to spend a lot to get your depth at center defensive mid. But Conte's he's uh, he's getting older. Like he's not going to carry the same. I mean, it's probably I, I say that as he was probably the most impactful player in the Champions League final. I mean. Right, we keep saying that <laughs> like, he's like twenty nine, thirty, right? So he's like getting yeah. at the age where like Chelsea's like, okay, it might be time to like find a replacement, but like, yeah, only has the biggest set of iron lungs I have ever seen on a player. Yeah, like he don't, he just goes. Yeah, like we're talking, we're, you're talking about him, like he 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 seems he seems like a player he's got like five good more five more good years even yeah, at 29 you, or 30 like i think he's gonna play into his mid-30s and have no problem doing that i tell you who who they have the the money and the balls to, to go try to get who marco verratti okay. that was a lot of he would work he would work well what? on your team i i thought about that too they, they like, got the money and the balls to go get him even but he's similar to Jorginho, though. He's not really an upgrade there. I don't. I don't see an upgrade there. You don't see an upgrade over Jorginho to Verratti. Not a huge upgrade. I see Verratti. Okay, I sorry, but I, Kovacic is better. Kovacic plays that role better. I don't know about that, my man. I I, I, think, I think Verratti's. I, 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 I think he's Kovacic, head and shoulder. Kovacic is fine. I'm not. I'm not talking about him. I'm I think, talking I about Jorginho. Georgi- I mean, over pop, the season, Jorginho. Like I said, Jorginho had a had a good first game for Italy. It clearly, I don't know if Verratti's injured, but clearly started ahead of him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Verratti's so. injured though. What uh, do you have? Do you have any other like specific uh, things you, you you think that that Chelsea needs, Sean? No, that's that's it. It's really just center back depth because uh, they're going to have to start cycling out some of those. Um, Thiago Silva, I think he's like what he's probably like 34, 35. 36. Um, yeah, 36. He's getting up there. Center back depth, right back, center, center defensive mid depth, uh, and and forward and forwards to cycle out. Uh, other than that, I, 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 that's why I thought it would be a pretty quick one because there's not much I'd change. Okay. Pretty solid team. No, thank you, sir. That, that means a lot coming from a Tottenham <laughs> fan. Brad. It's your yeah, wait till we get to my section, buddy. <laughs> my, my spreadsheet is ready. But yeah, my, t- my team's so bad, James made a spreadsheet. That's I how have, bad. 
But before we before we talk about Tottenham, <laughs> let's talk about Arsenal. Brad, what, you, you, the floor is yours, Brad. I have a sticky note. Um, I I didn't do specific players. Um, I looked at more like positions and like the type of player, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, I don't think Sabalos is coming back, so I think somebody to pair with Partey. Who can you have a Partey with? He's you're probably looking at like. A Kovacic to a Conte, right? Because I think you went on record saying Partey was going to have a better season than Conte. Okay, I did. T- I did text that. I just wanted to bring that up again. I did. That, that you said Partey was going to be better than Conte, but you're so you're looking for somebody to play that Kovacic Jorginho role and partnering with Conte for because um, you guys play a four two three one typically, right? Four two three four, yeah, kind of four two three one. The same, okay, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I don't see why like, and then the center back is desperately needed with Gabriel, like a general. You need an older head that can bring Gabriel along and shore up that defense. Interesting. Not David Luiz. Interesting. Out of the world. I'm I'm, I'm going the entire opposite direction on Arsenal for center backs. I don't think we need center backs. I don't think we need center backs. Well, so, and it's like, I know, like we've talked about Odegaard. I think that's a luxury that you guys don't really need. Like, you have Smith-Rowe, you have Martinelli, you have Saka, you have Pep. I would much rather, if I'm Arsenal looking at the squad, right, I would much rather have a center back over a cam. If I'm spending 40 mil on a cam, I'd rather spend 40 mil on a center back. Okay. He's, not, he's, not, he's not wrong. If you, like, let, let's say, for example, instead of to, instead of to, um, what do you go, not sporting, Porto? No. Uh, wherever Vertonghen went. Okay. Uh, if you got Vertonghen instead of David Luiz with Gabriel, don't you think your defense is entirely different? Um, if you didn't have David Luiz as a starting yeah. center back, I think your defense yeah. is completely different. I, I love David Luiz. No, I'm just phrasing that in that way because Vertonghen is a clear leader in the back. Luiz had a really good season. Um, I, I didn't think he was bad, but you add someone that's consistent and a leader. Well, but we 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 were really stout defensively this year. Like I don't, we weren't top of the table in terms of goals conceded but we were we were in the top half of goals conceded of goals conceded so like like i think it's interesting that you get you're focusing on defense well so that's that's the start right uh, mm-hmm. center mid i think is your biggest weakness mm-hmm. like you need somebody to partner with party and then a center back to shore up the back okay and then a striker okay laka and abba are both in their 30s mm-hmm. and they didn't really do a lot last year like okay um, so some sort of center forward. And I don't think Nikita is your answer. Yeah, and Keddie is not, I don't, not the play. Yeah, I, and I don't think you think that either. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that Nkedia has another season with us personally. But apparently we offered him a contract extension. I just I just read this today. So I think it's interesting that you say center. So I agree wholeheartedly with the center so, midfielder. Okay, yeah. go, go. Do you have one more point? You I still have a couple more. Okay, I still have sorry, a couple more. Sorry, go for it. Go for it. Um, you're good. Uh, left back for coverage. Yeah. Agreed. The, the way Tierney gets hurt, yep. like you need somebody that you can't be playing soccer or you can't be playing uh, Jaka because he's gone, right? I think as soon as Roma forks up enough cash, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's out. Yeah. Um, and then away. I've been hearing uh, this is this is more of what I've been hearing. Um, a new goalkeeper, Leno Leno wanting out. Um, that, I don't think oh, certainly huh? rumors. Certainly rumors. Um, homie from Ajax. I don't would Ajax. be good if he didn't have Ajax. His Ajax. You also said Sabalos earlier, which I took offense Sabios. to. Sabios. 
it's a it's a why like Juventus. It's close. <laughs> you can't talk about Juventus. That the team has no prestige to you. Get out I of here with that noise. I didn't say that. I said yes, Tottenham's on the same level. Let's not. But, okay. Let's, let's but anyways, not, let's not get on that. No, they're not. Again. But anyways, so so a goalkeeper, um, because Matt Ryan's on loan, right? And he's 29, so I don't know why you want to use him as a homegrown. I get having a backup homegrown, um, but I don't I don't see why that fits that role. Um, and is Bellerin staying, or who's your right back? Was uh, was my last one. It seem it seems like Bellerin's probably going to go. There, there, the talk yeah, the talk at the beginning of this most recent season was that he agreed to play one more season and that he yeah. would go after this season and after watching him play the season like I love Hector Bellerin like but he hasn't been the same player since he got came back from injury and um, so yeah okay so it sounds like you think Arsene Lido, a goalkeeper a left back a center back a right back a central midfielder and a striker yes okay I mean so <laughs> Let me let me let me think about only squad. Yeah, apparently. Um, so interesting. So I, I agree with. The, we we clearly need to do something at goalkeeper. Um, if Leno stays, great. But we still need a backup goalkeeper. So we might need two goalkeepers this summer if Leno goes. But I guess the good thing about Leno going is that he is high value. Like he should he should get a lot of money. I think. Um, and if he doesn't get a lot of money, then that's just classic Arsenal failing at being transfer market because we i saw an interesting stat or like a headline that said we since like 2012 2012 or something like that we've made over 250 million pounds in signing and we've only sold two people two players for a profit something i think i I think i sent that to you i think it was a screenshot you didn't have a tweet i I, I mean i independently saw it on on reddit but you saw the same thing too you you may have also sent it to me yeah um but and you guys are what Ten defenders in five years. Yeah. Well. Okay. So let's talk about the start. I, I agree with you. Left back. Tierney needs backup. Um, Kalasinac is not the play. Kalasinac needs to go. Um, and we do. Who's going to defend Mezidozu? Well, Mezidozu's in <laughs> Turkey. So. Um, so you yeah. remember that video? Oh yeah, I remember it. That was um, great. I was thinking. I, loved it. I was thinking about how I could try and make a joke about it, but then I failed, so I just moved on. And then you made the joke, so I'm happy you did. Um, we, we so we clearly need we need depth at left back. Um, Saka is okay coverage, in, in like in the case of major emergency. But yeah, we do need like dedicated left back. Um, depth. He's so much better going forward. Though. Exactly, He's like your most important player going forward. Like you exactly. It's, it's no. Yeah, it, it works in a pinch, but we don't need. We shouldn't want to pinch. Um, right back. We certainly need another right back. Okay, but let's talk about center back. So we have Gabriel. We have Pablo Mari. We have Rob Holding. We're getting Saliba back from loan. Um, Saliba had an incredible six months at Nice. Like when I talk about incredible, like 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 if like insanely good six months at Nice. And you guys are gonna say, oh, it's the French league, oh, it's Farmers League, whatever. But like he played insanely well. So he's super young. So I don't necessarily disagree with the idea that we could use a veteran center back. But I don't think it's strictly necessary because we have four, in my opinion, really solid center backs. Do we have a Vertong, like a, 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 a Virgil Van Dyke? No. Um, but we don't have a Harry Maguire. You know what I mean? Like so, like, like I, I think that we have four. You really, do. His what, name's what about Louise? Not Dad Louise is gone, bro. He's released. Uh, oh, okay. Um, what so, about a what about a Ben White? I think a Ben White would be. 
phenomenal. But is he a like? So my my question is, is Nathan is, okay? is, is no God no please no or Mings. Mings would be another really good one. But are they better? Like, are these players yes. better footballers? Better? I, I don't. I don't know if they are. Yes. I, I don't know if they are. I, I. I don't know. Maybe this is me being a homer, but I don't know if they are. Um, I think that we're okay at. If we don't sign a center back this summer, I'm not mad. Um, we Which, so the, the only reason I agreed with the the like the general in the back is because you we, we this is on record on on tape. Check the tape. Um, of me and, and you guys, I think, agreeing that Gabrielle is not much different. And they're really similar in age. I think Gabrielle is 23. Davinson Sanchez is 25, I believe. They're really close in age. Um, and they they are the same way, where you can tell they are just naturally gifted. But they make bonehead mistakes sometimes. And you're like, what are you doing? And I'm not talking about Eric Dyer, Granite Xhaka mistakes, which is really funny, by the way. When Davison Sanchez, Davison San- Sanchez and Dyer play in center backs, it's the same as Gabriel oh and Eric Dyer. Or G- Gabriel and Granite Xhaka at center back. <clears throat> it's just like, I, I was. I got mad again thinking about the penalty that Dyer gave up when he was on the ground and karate kicked a calf of an Arsenal player for no reason. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh. You're like 29 years old. You should know better by now. But anyway, that's he's, that's Brandon tw- Jaga. He's 27. He's 27. All right, sorry. Whatever. You <laughs> should still know better by now. Agreed. Like, don't make boneheaded mistakes like that. Agreed. You're too old to be doing that. Um. But like Sanchez, Sanchez could benefit from having a Van Dyke, a Vertonghen, uh, you know, a John Terry in the, you know, someone like to bark orders at him and get him in line. A Cahill. Cahill. Cahill's a good one. That's a really good one. And he's free. He's like someone, cannot run. Cahill's a little too old. He couldn't run when he first like, came in. Now, but like Cahill when he came player. to Chelsea, yeah, that's a good one. All right. The one veteran center back that I'm willing Arsenal to sign is Giorgio Chiellini. That's the one. That's the, <laughs> oh my that's the God, only one really. I'm accepting. Here we go. Here we go. I say that because I rate Chiellini. Not, not because of the meme. Because I rate just, him. Just give, but we're doing just it for the memes, Benucci. too. Um, skip Benucci. I mean, I would take Benucci as well. Benucci's a beast. Um, I agree with you. We need center midfielder. Also, speaking of Chiellini, he's been 39 for 40 years now, I believe. He's running it back again next year. I, I, he's Benjamin Button. Like, Ma- why has he looked this old for this long? Ma- I don't understand. Max Max Allegri, Max Allegri convinced him to run it back. So, but all right, back back to back to the point. I agree with you. We need center midfielder. Um, we, I I don't disagree with you on the we need a center forward point. Um, but if we get a center forward, we need to if we get a center forward. Like a veteran center forward, we need to sell one of Oba or Lacazette. We can't go into the season with Lacazette, Oba, and another third veteran center forward. Um, though Oba has been most productive coming from the wing, coming from wide. He scored his most. He scored the most goals, um, not playing centrally this season. So I think that was kind of a mistake trying to play him centrally. He plays best out on the left, but the problem is, is. Um, there might be other players who play better on the left 
or Mar- Martinelli and Saka. Mar- well, interestingly, Saka's well, been Saka playing on the, on the right. Yeah, well, Saka's, Saka's on the right. He can play either. So Pepe's been kind of playing on on the left some, but Martinelli mm-hmm. on the left would be. Yeah. I think provides a little bit of a different uh, aspect than uh, yeah. than than Oba brings. So I don't disagree. I mean, like I, I like Oba, but I don't have any like like strict attachment to him as a player. Um, so if he goes, he goes. I don't. It's not gonna like no skin off my back. I mean, I like the player, um, but if he, you know, if we make some money off of it, I'm okay with it. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't think Arsenal need that much. As long as we don't leave, if we don't lose Burnt Leno, then I don't think we need that much. I think we need a few pieces, um, and especially you have to remember that our squad needs to be leaner next year because we don't have European football, so we can't support as big a squad next season as Chelsea or Tottenham will be able to support because we'll have significantly less games. Um, right. So so but, we, we, we need we need to have a trimmer squad than everyone else. I don't I mean and who's gonna play right back? Like so if we're being real and you're trying to trim down center mid I still say a CB or a striker. Right? I don't you might be able to get away with one more year with 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 Laka and Abba. Um Defend left back for coverage and or starting right back. So right back is interesting because we have Cedric Soares and we have um, uh, Chambers. I kept wanting to say Carl Jenkinson. Um, shout out to uh, Carl Jenkinson. But we have uh, we have Chambers. So, so we uh, Chambers actually has been Calvin Chambers has, was playing above uh, Soares as the backup to Bellerin. And he, right. he even played above Bellerin and looked much better than Bellerin. So is Callum Chambers a win the Champions League right back? I don't think so. But is Callum Chambers a make a legitimate shot at the top four right back? Probably. So I think so are you- I, I could be okay. I could be okay rocking with Callum Chambers and Cedric Soares going into the season. I could be okay. I, I don't know if it, I don't know if we will do that or not, but it might work. Um, so, so what you're saying is you're okay with top six next year? No, I'm okay with top four. I, 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 Arsenal's goal has to be attacking the. But top you said, four. but you said, I said like top four. He's maybe a top four, but you said maybe a top four center back, a right back. But the thing is, you don't. In in my estimation, not every single one of your players has to be like 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 the best. Sure, you know. You don't have to have all like not all of your positions are going to be at least the the fourth best player in that position in the league. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? To be sure, like clearly well, that and makes you guys it also, better. But like that's not. And really you guys a also push. Match. And you guys also push more on the left than you do on the right. Yeah. So Callum Chambers does make sense to that because then it becomes three at the back. Yeah. Typically when Tierney goes forward. Yeah. So. So. I, I okay. I'm 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 if I'm yeah I can see that. So oh, we can take right back away. Well, I'm not saying we if we sign a good one, we can we could. But all right, bring it on, James. What do you got? Let's oh. let's see this Tottenham. I want, I'm ready. So I'm gonna kind of preface this a little bit. When we talked about doing this, and I got Tottenham, I was like, because like three or four weeks ago, we talked about Shaw was talking about how he thought they needed to sell nine of their first team of their starting eleven. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, clearly I'm getting a, uh, a a scalpel out and I'm tearing this team apart. But when I looked at the team, it doesn't like how many um, how many players am I selling? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 
That's about right. Uh, I'm, selling, I'm selling nine, but some of them are, 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 are clearly not like like, like Lamella. Yeah, I'm clearly selling Lamella because he's a right. joke. Um, Ooh, and I'm, I'm, I told I'm, you. I told you. I'm also letting uh, both of your uh, both of your lonies expire. But let, let me let me let me start. Yeah. So I thought I thought it was going to be more bloodier than I think it actually turned out to be. In my in my opinion, uh, like Brad, I didn't I don't have any specific players to recommend to Tottenham um, because I feel like if I'm telling Daniel Levy who to sell and also who to buy, he should put me on the payroll. So I'm not offering up specific players, uh, but I am offering up positions and things like that. Um, so this goalkeeper, um, Hugo Lloris and Joe Hart, cutting them both, sell them both of them. What? Yep. Yes. You gotta cash in. Yes. Um, Hugo, well, you're not getting anything for Joe, but continue. Yeah, Joe Hart as a, as a backup. I mean, I guess if you want to keep him as a backup, that's fine. But I, I'm selling him. Um, he had Lloris had his best year in like three. Y- yeah. Okay. You said you would sell him. Yeah, I, th- we, I, think, yeah. I think we need to replace. Him. I think Hugo. Didn't you? I think Hugo is on the decline, and I think he's been on the decline for a couple years now. Um, he I th- just had a good year last year. I think. Didn't you? Go for All it. Right, continue. No, go for it, bro. Sean, didn't you at the beginning, like, wasn't your tagline, I'm a Hugo apologist? That was your tagline at the beginning of the, of this podcast. I think it was. I remember that multiple times, saying, I'm a Hugo apologist, he's the man. But the fact that you have to be an apologist for him yeah. says it's, that it's, James is right. It's it's uh, no surprise that uh, Paratici, Paratici uh, one, one of the first things he's trying to do is bring Donnarumma from... Uh, He's not. It's not. It's not. It's coming. Done. He's not coming. But PSG, he's trying. He's already signed. He's already signed PSG. Oh, okay. He, like, oh, he went to PSG this week. Yeah. Well, Keeler Navas. Let's go. I mean, Navas is staying too. Keeler Navas is a beast. So I would. I, let's I would go. Let's him. get him. Um, he's staying. Uh, Apparently, there was talk of Don Rumo going. We've only on got the, the one position out of nine. So let's let him. He's, we got to clear the way oh. for James. Sean, there's eleven positions on a football team, so if I took one away, that's ten. Um, well, that nine players you were selling. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And two of them. So you, uh, I'm letting you keep Alfie Whiteman. Uh, do you know about this Alfie Whiteman guy? No, I do not. He's your 22 uh, year old uh, keeper. Uh, just so you know, um, I'm letting okay. you guys keep him. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, Thank right, you for that. Right back. I'm keeping Doherty. I'm selling Serge. Uh, so you're down to one. You're down to one. One right back. Center back. Um, I'm keeping. I'm keeping. Tanganga, Rondon, and Sanchez selling Toby. Yeah, I'm selling Toby because he's old, and uh, I think that his I think that his race is run. I think that you guys could upgrade uh, and get like a you know 27, 28 year old experienced center back, um, and I think that that would be an upgrade over Toby. Um, left back, I am keeping Reglion, selling Davies. Uh, wow. I mean, age-wise, I'm with you. Yeah, that's an age thing. That's a wholly an age thing. All right, midfield. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> selling Go ahead, chop it up, chop it up. All right, Lamella, Dyer, Winks, Sissoko. Selling all of them. Uh, so, Lamella is obvious, in my opinion. Lamella is w- not good Winks en- is the only one I disagree with. Lamella is not good enough to be... A top six on a, on a top six team, in my opinion. Um, Eric Dyer is not good enough to be on a top six team, in my opinion. Eric Dyer would have been great on Fulham this year. 
Eric Dyer would have been great on uh, Crystal Palace this year. Yeah, he's not. Peter McCahill. Yeah, he is not good enough to play for Tottenham Hotspurs, and I have a very low opinion of Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, Harry Winks. Um, Winks is the only one I disagree with. He, so what, I have what, a question, what though. role does he fill for your team? He's 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 the engine. He's the work rate. It's 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 a it's an energy thing. Okay, but, okay, but Ho- if you Hoiberg. Get... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you put it that way. Like, but them together is fun because neither one of them stopped moving. But yeah, you're right. No, Hoiberg fills that spot. Yeah. So I'm taking Hoiberg. He's better. Winks. Exactly. So, but Brown. And if you can get. Sorry, if you can get 30 mil for Winks, then I think you sell him, and, and then Oliver Skip comes in, depending on how he recovers. I mean, I, mean I, I don't know if you know this, but Oliver Skip won a trophy this year. Um, I'm, I'm well I, aware of that. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if Winks uh, gets 30 million. I don't know if he does. I don't Ma- think he does. Maybe with the English tax to an I, English team. Maybe. English tax. Um, transfer market value has him at 22 million. So take that for what it is. Um, I'd take a minute I'm also selling Sissoko because he's getting old. <clears throat> I mean, you, you he wants will, to go to you, Italy. You alluded to this. It sounds like he wants to get out anyway. So yeah, um, I think we've, we're close to a deal with Napoli. I think he just wants to go to Italy. Yeah. Um, so in terms of in terms of your forwards, uh, you had this this season. You had Mora, Kane, Son, Bergwijn, Vinicius, and Bale. Um, I'm letting both the Vinicius and Bale. Uh, loans expire. I'm not. I'm not actively looking to uh, bring them back personally. Um, and honestly, I'm running it back with your with your four four attackers. Um, I think that they're all good enough. Clearly, um, you're the, not oh, adding it back. You're oh, not adding to it. Well, no. I think you could add to it. Um, yeah. I, I think you need to add to it for depth. But I don't think that Vinicius and Bale are the play. Vinicius maybe, but he's. Kind of, I think 26 is maybe. Maybe pushing it a little old. It's too, it's too old. It, it's too old to be developing. Yeah, and, and exactly. That's the way I'll phrase it. Yeah, and that's a good way to look at it. But but so I say this with the this is what I would do. But I don't know if you guys will be able to keep Harry Kane. Um, and I also so the one that I actually waffled on whether or not I was keeping or selling was Lucas Moore, um, because he is he is the least shiny of all of your attacking players like he's the he's le- a spark plug though exactly so like every yeah. every time i watch you guys i watch him and i'm like okay this dude's a bum like he, he he's not he's not that good like you guys should move on from him but then i watch him and i'm like okay he 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 changes the way you guys play he's dynamic yeah. and you guys play yeah. differently when he comes onto the pitch and so I think for that purpose, I'm, I'm giving him at least another season. He's 28. I think that he's like, so this is, this is kind of a problem I think you guys are running into. Morris, 28. Kane's 27. Son is 28. Like, like that's kind of old for all. I mean, it's not super old. It's not super Son will be 29 old. by the time the season starts. Okay. So, and the Mello's 29? I didn't know the Mello was that old. Yeah. I thought he was like 24, 25. No. But, yeah, we got, we got Lamella. Lamella is the only one left from the bill money. Yeah. So, uh, Erickson, Erickson was the other one. Uh, then he moved on, but we got you know it was like Soldado, Mason Chadley, yeah, Anderson, Andrew Co- Chadley. I forgot about Chadley. Uh, yeah, Soldado was a miss. All right, but so, yeah, yeah. So Lamella's the only one left, but we bought him when he was like twenty one, twenty two. So let me go through okay. this. Let me go this through this from position. You need two goalkeepers, in my opinion. You need one runner, one right back. I think you need two center backs. 
Um, I think you need a first choice. Um, well, I think it actually kind of seems like to me that you need at least one like first choice that's going to like push for a first team position and then maybe kind of a, another young guy. Um, but I think you need two center backs. Um, I think you need one left back. Um, you need center defensive midfielders, in my opinion. Like, I think you definitely desperately need a good, at least one good center defensive midfielder, possibly two. Um, center midfielder, I think you need uh, one for depth. And I think that this could potentially be an academy player. Um, I think you could promote an academy player here and and have kind of a youngster fill that role. I would say if you had someone like a Joe Willick in your academy, um, that's a perfect role for, for someone like a Joe Willick. You cannot have Joe Willick, but <laughs> you need a player like Joe Willick, in my opinion. Um, I think you have you have one uh, central attacking midfielder in Deli Ali. I'm keeping Deli Ali personally because he's a good player, and I think now that uh, now that uh, Mourinho's gone, he'll get more playing time. But I think you also need one more for depth ink and injury. Um, and then you need a right a right forward or like a right winger, right footed uh, on the right. And then you need another center forward um, for depth. But you guys have needed a center, another a second center forward for like three years, and Daniel Levy doesn't sign it. And I say I say all this. Hold on, I got one last point to make about Tottenham. I say all this, but what you guys really need is a manager, a first-team yes. coach. Yes! The fact that Tottenham Hotspurs, the at least one of the top 15 most prestigious clubs yeah, that's right. in Europe, allegedly, doesn't, allegedly, doesn't have a manager at this point is mind-boggling to me. And I understand that Tottenham are getting ready really, really close to signing uh, Fonseca. I, I understand that. You need a manager. You desperately need a first-team coach. It's been too long. You guys have got turned down left, right, and center. Sign a man. Get somebody. The, the, the rumored salary is the difference between Tottenham and, and Conte. Levy's here for the memes. It's it's insane. To it's me. amazing. Like, what is going on? Like, Fonse, how do you? Fonses is coming. Don't worry. Look, don't worry. okay, but how, okay, but how I, are you feeling about this? Knowing that, like, Conte was in talks for like forty eight hours. It was like Conte's the new manager. Conte's the new manager. I don't understand. Like, and maybe it's because I'm a Chelsea fan, and we have uh, Big Daddy Roman who just like forks out money left and right. But like, you have a manager like Conte's, like, hey, yeah, interest in your project. This is what I need to get the project done. These are the supplies I need. Like, I need my board. I need my markers. I need my glue. I need my scissors. And y'all like, well, you can have glue and scissors. Like, uh, what? <laughs> I, I don't understand that. Welcome to being a Tottenham fan. That's <laughs> like, that's what it is. And but in his interview, he's like, yeah, we want to win trophies. No, you don't. You want top four, and you just want to keep on banking in that revenue. I mean, I get being a billion dollars in debt and having like the stadium launch as COVID's happening, but now he's getting NFL's coming back. That's a big contract. Um, that fight. Usyk and Joshua are fighting. That's going to be a good amount of revenue. I think it's going to be bigger than you think it is, James. Boxing is pretty big internationally, and Joshua huge, is... Huge in England. And oh, Joshua England. is an English fighter. Okay, but yes. so like, my, my point on this is what money does Tottenham stand to make? Everything that... So everything that comes from the stadium... It's and their stadium. Uh, Levy, Levy said this in the interview any revenue that comes from the stadium goes back into the club 
So whether that's true or not, or whether it's an interesting accounting thing that they do, so I don't know. But okay, but that's what, revenue generated from the stadium. So when we talk about there's there's like the well, I'm going to refer to that as as like the gate and then like concessions. That's all like in merch like merchandise goes a, is going to go directly to the boxers because it's no not all of it. Like Tottenham, Tottenham might get a tiny cut. Might get a tiny cut. They'll get a cut. bigger cut than you think. I think it's get a tiny cut. Um, and they're gonna get they're gonna get tickets. I think it's half and half. They're gonna get gate and they're gonna get concessions, which is not going to amount to that much. Like we're t- I think you're talking less than ten million for that fight, and I think it's significantly less than ten million that Tottenham. I think you're crazy. Them. Oh, I think yeah, you're crazy. I, I think you're. I think Brad's wrong here. I I was. I was hopeful in my head. I think it's like 15 head. to 20 like, mil. I, I think it's double I, that. No, I think from from gate gate and concessions, our, our cut of the gate, because you don't... You're not going to get all goes, the gate. gate. Yeah, you don't get all the gate. Cut okay. of the gate plus concessions all Tottenham. Probably. Okay, yeah. so how much do you make from, Probably like, like from a Tottenham two or three soccer mil? game, though? You make more than that in, in gate and that's the, that's, game. That's, no, the, not the that whole much. gate's them. Brad, the whole gate's Brad, them, though. You're overstating how much how much the match day revenue is you're, you're overthinking yeah it. it's not as make, much as you, you think yeah you don't make money from the gate you make money from the tv revenue i'm pretty sure that you make like a million a game from 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 match day revenue and and that's big clubs yeah like that's like our I think oh so tottenham's not a big club that's that's top that's tottenham juventus yes <laughs> so like I th- big clubs i think that arsenal's like match day revenue is like a million a million per home right game, something but like that's that. when you're charging 65 70 pounds a pop right like i don't think ticket price unless i know chelsea's ticket prices have haven't gone up since the last time we won champions league um i don't know tottenham's thing there but boxing tickets are a lot more expensive you're talking like five figures four figures for for on the field seats or front row seats. That's fine. So, so I I think you're under undervaluing this gate. I think you're undervaluing the money that's coming from this. I think you're way over. Because anyway, if you don't, because yeah, I think they're I still think getting. I think they're thing. they're they're getting a cut of everything that's happening on this fight. Any any event. But but he's getting these events. He's getting concerts. He's getting shows now. The stadium's open. It's a lot freer, kind of. England might go into another lockdown. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I think you're undervaluing. But like I get debt hurts but like you can't be like yeah we're gonna do financially sound things and we want to win like that's kind of the counter compute they're counterintuitive and, and right we've been, doing it. we've been doing it for seven years i think arsenal are a good example of this when arsenal moved into the into the emirates there was like eight years where we just weren't competitive like that well i, I shouldn't even say that we were top four but like yeah, and you might jump up to second but you weren't when it, you weren't going to win the league, there were there were like two seasons where we were like one March injury away from winning the league. Like when Eduardo got his leg snapped, um, and when Ramsey got injured, those were two seasons we could have won the league. So and then the Leicester season, we should have won the league as well. Um, so so yeah, like like there were a couple seasons, but like we weren't like competing in the Champions League and things like that. But like you can make league runs. Um, but, but but honestly, football was still different. Was different ten years ago than it was today. You know what I mean? Like Manchester yeah. City. Manchester City wasn't what they were ten years ago. What they are today. Liverpool weren't what they were ten years ago. What they are today. Um, Chelsea was still big. United were, of course, bigger than they are today in terms of like their footballing prowess. Um, but like, I, I just think it's even more difficult to be financially frugal and be um, aggressive in terms of results. 
Well, and you guys also in the transfer market have been absolutely terrible. Like you said yourself, like only two players make a profit in six years. That's mind-boggling. And, okay. and Tottenham, we've all talked about being like the net spend captains. We, we need to get back on, on track here a second because, yeah. Sean, you haven't responded necessarily to what I think your your needs are. Uh, the only thing – the only I'll just keep it brief because we, we kind of went long there. Um, but we um, – the only thing I disagree with was uh, – what was it? Uh, letting it was Harry Winks and letting Gareth Bale just walk. I I, th- I think Gareth Bale was coming on strong at the end of the season, and I think he's either getting back into shape or feeling more at home. One of the two. But he was he was coming on. I think he finished in the top ten in goals, if I'm not mistaken. For the league. For the league. I, I almost, I almost, it was either top ten or top fifteen, so he had a really strong finish. I mean, it's possible. I just, I, I if he's thirty-one years old, like, is he? Is, he's is, still got it. Okay, all right. I, 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 that's just run, run it back one more. Okay. If, if Madrid will allow, but he, I, I feel like he was just feeling at home again. He, he's he, smiling more. He looked like he was having a good time. He used y'all to get the. Uh... To get ready for Euros. Sure. I mean, if that if that's what he did, I mean, he's like, yeah, I, I'm good with it. Like, it was a good season. I think he scored eight or nine, ten, something like that. Might yeah. have been double digits. I mean, the thing is, he's like, is he going to break into the Madrid side? I don't, I don't think so. I don't um, think so either. So, so that's like, that's why I say keep okay. him because I don't think he's going to play there. But anyways, all right. um, let's talk Euros. about let's talk about the Euros for a little bit. Um, so. There were there were football matches that were played. Um, it happened. But the like the the biggest storyline from the Euros from this week was the Christian Eriksen incident in the forty uh, third minute of the Denmark Finland game. Christian Eriksen suffered uh, what appears to be a heart attack in the middle of the game uh, and collapsed on the pitch and required uh, CPR and a defibrillation on the pitch. Um, and apparently, after one. Uh, pulse of the defibrillator. He uh, regained uh, rhythm in his in his heart, and he came back at that point. But Christian Eriksen almost died playing football. Uh, and in 2012, uh, my brother reminded me of this: a player died playing in the second division of Italian football in the middle of a match. I think he suffered a heart attack as well. And then the the, the situation I always think about is the Fabrice Mwamba situation. Um, in I think the I think it was like the League Cup perhaps in England and they were playing at Spurs and he suffered a, a heart attack on the pitch. Uh, luckily he survived because there was a cardiologist in the stadium and they were doing CPR on him for like 70 minutes or something like that before they got him to the hospital. But um, so there, there were at least at least in my recent memory two major uh, cardiac related uh, incidents in the middle of a football match that have led to. Um, significant upgrades in the uh, equipment that that are kept at a football pitch and so a defibrillator was available and was able to be used to resuscitate um, Christian uh, Christian Erickson and so it's it's incredible that he's that he's okay it's incredible that he that a 29 year old footballer had a heart attack in the middle of a football match Um, 
But that's kind of the situation. I'm going to let Sean, because cl- clearly Christian Eriksen was a Tottenham player. Um, I, I know you have very fond memories of him, and he's one of your, uh, was, was one of your more favorite players for Tottenham. What, what were you thinking when you were, because you were watching this live. Tell me what was going through your mind. Yeah, so I was watching it. I, I watched live. Um, uh, my, my first thought was when they started to surround him and protect him, I thought, this is, this is bad. Um, and then through their legs, you could see clearly they were doing CPR. Um, so I, I won't recount that because it, it's it, if you haven't seen it, don't. It's not going to make you feel any better. If you haven't seen him collapse, don't. It's not going to make you feel any better. Like going back and watching this again is not going to help you at all. So, uh, yeah, uh, no contacts, no, no ball at his feet, just falls over uh that's all you need to know um and i I just it was a moment of panic of clearly something's wrong you know when you're watching a live event and clearly you know something's wrong um but you could i i was reading a lot on twitter about uh apparently simon care was the first player to him and rolled him on his side and pulled his tongue out. So thankfully he knows enough that something was that wrong that he needs to get his tongue out of his airway. I'm pretty sure he also started CPR as well. Uh, yeah. I, I, I watched, I um, didn't take my own advice and I watched it again. He, he did not. Uh-huh. Uh, the med- medics were there and he was, when the medics got there, he was on his side. Okay. <clears throat> um, and then they were able to start CPR and I was texting back and forth with a Man United friend that I have uh, who was also watching the game, and he said that he cut the TV off when he saw them stop doing CPR because as a paramedic, that means th- that's the code. That's This is useless, gone. Like, we're wasting our time. So he cut the TV off and left because he was feeling feeling like that. Um, and he was just, he was like, I just watched, I just watched a great player die. And, uh, and luckily, like you said, luckily there was a defibrillator because apparently the defibrillator is what brought him back. Uh, but you know, live, I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, when they brought his wife out of the stands, that's, that's when I knew I, I actually, I was like, he's, he's dead. I watched Christian Erickson die. I watched him play for eight years for Tottenham. Uh, he's one of my favorite players and. He just collapsed on the field, and I just watched him die. Um, and then holding the sheets up, wheeling him off—that was tough because I, I thought they were shielding it from a from a dead body. So, uh, but look, I mean, probably 30, 40 minutes later, um, the images started leaking out. Uh, you know, in between the sheets of him with his eyes open and his hand on his head. Um, so that was encouraging. And then we got the reports from UEFA and Denmark official um, that he was alive and, and then reports that he FaceTimed the team and was, you know, he was cognizant. He knew what happened, which is good, which means he didn't have brain damage. He, was, he wasn't dead that long that he didn't have enough, you know, it, it his head up or something like that. So, um, yeah, but it was a, it was a rough 45 minutes, honestly. Yeah. I was on the verge of tears for probably 45 minutes. Um, 
this is a, a good reminder um, for anyone who's listening that even bad CPR is better than no CPR. Um, and that CPR can definitely save someone's life, life in a situation like that. Um, yeah, I was not. I, I was out with my son, and I wasn't watching the game. And you guys started texting, and um, I was instantly very upset over this. And I don't have any special like connection to Christian Eriksen. Yeah, honestly, it's probably more animosity from a footballing perspective because he played for Tottenham and he was a good player for Tottenham. Uh, and I, w- I was certainly happy to see him leave to go to Inter a year and a half ago or whatever it was. Um, and so, like, but seeing that, like, seeing that, seeing that happen to him, uh, definitely, you know, I, I got very upset over it. And I was very relieved to see that he, um, that he survived. And my, I think all of my, like, the, my, my messages to you guys when we were, when we were texting about this was just like, this, the, like, a situation like this, a player cannot cannot die on a football pitch in 2021 like like there has to be like ambulances and defibrillators and like doctors and people there that 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 like can at least get someone to a hospital um and so like i was very relieved to see that like they did have the equipment in place and that they did use it properly and that he um that he survived um i don't know if you have any thoughts on this brad that you want to add no i was the same way like i would like I agree with you, you know, animosity towards Erickson because he always, you know, when he came on for Tottenham, it was he was always dangerous. Um, again, very happy to see him leave. Um, but I was tore up about this too. Like, I was kind of freaking out, like, watching it happen. As I came back in, the the amount of stress um, that I felt from this was, was crazy. And it's like, how is this still possible? Um, Do you know most English clubs actually don't have a defibrillator? They have to they have to actually pay eight hundred dollars eight hundred pounds to the FA to get one. Um, so I saw this on Twitter that the uh, fine that the uh, three clubs from from the Prem or sorry the six clubs from the Prem are paying would be enough to cover every single team's defibrillators and that's what they should use it for. In in, in I don't in agree. all of the, the fine. Di- in all of the divisions of English football. Yep. Mm-hmm. And why not? Well, uh, yeah, that that would be a perfect use of the fine uh, of the twenty two million. I think that's phenomenal re- phenomenal thing to do yeah for sure um yeah no i was definitely tore up and it was it was crazy because like the game before i'm sitting there watching it with two uh with one of my really good friends and his two little girls and like i i think i said this to you guys earlier i was so glad that they they had left to go home before that happened trying to explain something like that to them yeah oh my gosh a six, a six year know? old and a four-year-old like i i, I know that uh jimmy who's one of our our youtube watchers he was t- i was talking with him um, and he was saying that he was watching it with his kids and he had to like turn the TV off and send his kids out of the room because like of what he was watching. Yeah. Um, so. Well, that was the other thing I, I meant to mention was watching it. My other thought was why are they not throwing it back to the studio? Yeah. Like there is like, why do they keep zooming in? Yeah. Trying to a, see. Yeah. Like, and, and then the close up on his wife, and like all this stuff, like what, throw it to the studio. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not a TV producer. I know this is this is raw emotion, but that it's a it's a dude d- dead or, and brought back to life. Like man, get back to the studio. Yeah. Like, and even, get out of here. Even if you're it like, may not main, have been. Even if your main it, studio guy isn't ready, maybe he's in the bathroom or something like that. There's got to be someone who you can sit behind the desk, 
if yeah. Tim Howard something. or Del Pierre yeah, or something trying to get that can be somebody like somebody back there. Yeah, come on, like there's somebody. Yeah. Um, or I mean, keep it in the keep it in the crowd. Or like that. if you want yeah. to show crowd reactions, great. I don't need to see his wife. I don't need to see what's happening. Like, like we all understand. As soon as the team circled around him, we all understood what was happening. Yeah. We don't need to see that. That yes, I think that was a huge fail on ESPN's part. Well, and, and that's not necessarily two, two. not necessarily all of ESPN because that happened to other broadcasters. Yeah, it as happened. Well. Right. It happened that, that was the issue with the BBC, feed. BBC. Yeah. So like there's BBC. a there's a feed yeah. issue there, but um, but t- two great moments in sportsmanship. One, I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, maybe from the picture if you've seen it, uh, but Finland supporters gave up their flag to to be one of the sheets to hide Christian Eriksson. Yep. Um, I saw that. So the Finland flag was helping, helping shield him. Uh, and then uh, when they came, when they resumed play, the the Finland supporters chanting Christian, and then the Denmark um, supporters chanting Ericsson back, and then they were going back and forth. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Once uh, they knew he was alive. I think one one person or one. Uh, entity that needs to be castigated for this uh, what happened is UEFA I think UEFA yes. made a horrible horrible mistake in going to the players and saying uh, you guys have two options you can either play the game right now or you can play it tomorrow before noon um, and leaving it up to the players because what we heard uh, what what was what was the the public line coming back when they start resume the game about an hour and a half an hour 45 minutes later was that Oh, the players made a decision. They heard from Christian Eriksen, and they all, as a group, decided that it was okay to keep playing. We've now come to hear that that's probably not entirely accurate, and that UEFA gave the teams two options: either they could resume the game when was earliest, like whenever was feasible, which was like, which is ultimately what they did, or they could resume it the next morning and play, like have it finished before noon local time. I understand that this is a football tournament that stadiums are booked in advance and that there are logistical issues going on here, but someone almost died. A yeah. player in your tournament, a star player in your tournament, a player that is on your promo video leading into your tournament almost died. Yeah. Almost died. And oh. you're, you're going to his teammates and saying, these are your two options. I, Denmark lost the game. It was nil-nil going Clearly. into halftime. And Finland beat them 1-0 after this. I, I don't think that Denmark was mentally prepared to play a football match. They just, they they almost saw one of their friends, one of their, you know, like, compatriots, somebody that they've known for years and years and years, almost die playing a football match. And then they're expected to go back out there and perform at the highest level. Um, I think it was Tim Howard brought this point up. Uh, Hoiberg missed that penalty kick you know who would be taking it if he was still there christian erickson it would have been christian erickson so do you think do you think hoiberg's taking that penalty like with a with a focused mind no no absolutely not because he knows he would not be on the spot if erickson was there Kasper smichael made a pretty terrible goalkeeping error to to allow finland to score Kasper smichael has been really really good all season I don't. Yeah, I, can't, go there I can't think of. Season. I can't think of many errors that he's had this year, and he has yeah. a howler in this match after the restart. Um, 
So I don't know. I think this was a horrible, horrible, horrible decision by UEFA. It brings me back to my point that I had about UEFA during the ESL stuff: is that UEFA is not a good UEFA is not the good guys. They are they are no. they are solely in it for the money. That's all they care about. And um, I will. I don't f- even think Finland wanted to win that. It's hard. Like you could tell. Like it's you hard. Could, you could tell. Like, like nobody was really playing. Like it's hard yeah. to go back in there if you're Finland. Like like yeah. going full even blast. Finland, yeah. Like how do you go back in there and like play as hard as you were before and like go into fifty fifty tackles and go for for like balls in the air and like yeah. like you score a goal and like you feel bad about it like you don't yeah. celebrate like you're just like like it's just it was a terrible situation I'm I'm not happy with UEFA over it. Um, the only the only way I disagree is I think they should have left it to the players without the ultimatum. Yeah, it should have yes. been. What do you want to do? I, and I don't yeah. know should have what been. What do a, you want to do? I don't know should have been a reasonable response. Yes, I, I think I think if the players decided we should just leave it a draw, then just leave it a draw and give them what do they get like yep. five days in between games? Give them the five days to to figure it out. Yeah, make it if, if they said yeah, we're. If both teams were like, I, I'll, I'll take a draw. I, I don't know if they would have been able to do that from like a sporting integrity standpoint, because um, it would have been unfair to the other teams in the group. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah, but, yeah, you're right. But I think saying I don't know and not making the decision right there is an okay thing. You can figure out yeah. the logistics of playing, like moving yes. the games around a little bit. That's okay. Um, so. All right. Is there any other uh, is there any other of these games that you guys want to talk about? I know we spent a lot of time um, on this Denmark Finland game, but well, the Netherlands well, Ukraine was, was really crazy. Fun. Oh my gosh, that was such fun. a great game! It was such a fun game to watch. Yes, <clears throat> I'm mad I didn't get to watch all of it because I had to. You know, I, 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 and one of the reasons I want to bring it up um, is I have another friend that's a really strong Everton supporter, and he has said for the past few summers they have almost signed Yarmolenko, almost signed Yarmolenko. And then just haven't. And he's been, he, he says he loves Jarmalenko uh, and wish they would have done it because of what he did. And I don't care what you say, Brad. Uh, that goal, the goal today, uh, what was it from Czech From, Czech the, from the halfway line? No, that's yeah. not as good as Jarmalenko's. Left foot that cutting across, sweet. 35, top right corner, bending it in. That it, there's nothing the keeper could do. Yeah, there that was is, a sweet goal. I, I it was described <laughs> best. It was described best by one of the people that were breaking down the whatever the the highlights. That is a sympathy dive from the keeper, is what he said. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's like the keeper knows he's not getting that. Yeah, <laughs> it is a dive just to make it look good. Yeah, because but, he knows he's not getting that. How about but the uh, distance and that that bend just inside the post? I yeah. don't know. You can make an argument for either one. I'm not saying it was a bad goal. I'm not saying you know you can make an argument for. Either I'm just one with of those James goals. on this. Uh, I, the, I'm, the, I'm, the 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 good the good part about the goal from the midway line is the awareness to look up and see where the goalie is. Exactly. Like, that, yeah. That wherewithal. But and other than that, other than that, is and to hit it as that, well. That's hard. Yes, it's not easy. And I'm not saying you're it's not running. Easy. You have a world but, defender on you. You're looking up to see where the goalie is, and you hit it into the net. That's hard. I'm not saying the other goal isn't just as hard, because like tighter confines, right? Perfect shot into the upper ninety. This one was a perfect shot in the upper ninety-two. Yes, from a lot further away. I'm 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 doing this as a butt though. Like if I'm rating football goals, 
a goal where you have to pass it around and make a goal is better to me than a goal where the goalkeeper is just too far off his line, in my opinion. Right. I'm right. If the goalie's in the box and the goalie is more on his line than sure. One hundred percent. That's my opinion. I think I think it's just a better goal. Um, what about that Spain Spain Sweden, uh, Sweden game? I did not get to watch it, so, you, so I'm, uh, I want to hear what you have to say. So, if you look at like the stat the stat line, it was like eighty five percent percentage, uh, uh, like possession percentage to Spain, uh, and the Sweden goalkeeper had like four or five incredible saves. Like Sweden got ran all over, like got absolutely destroyed, but Spain couldn't find a goal and i think this is going to be a problem for spain down the line is that they're going to have a hard time finding goals um well yeah i mean Murata is not is, is not Murata's not the no. play but i'd almost rather trey or that's all i got yeah it's all right wow um i need i need predict um, i need predictions in the euros brad who's gonna win the euros cheat of integrity yeah put it down Brad, who's going to win the Euro? Paper Brad. of trust and respect. No, that's just stupid. PTR. Brad. We're going to call it the PTR. Paper of trust and respect. <laughs> okay, Brad, what do you got? Brad, who you got? Who you got winning? Belgium. Okay, Belgium. Sean, who you, who you taking? I want to go last. Okay, I'm taking Italy. Ooh, Italy. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like how we're not going with the favorites here. Nobody's taking France. Are I, you taking France? I'm going to go... You know what? I'm in, see, I'm in between two. I'm in between two. And pick right or left hand? Left. Left. Portugal. Wow. So okay. none of us are saying France. Can we talk about this real quick? No, we can't. Because we're, we're Do you want to know what was, it? what was behind door two? England. France. England. England? England? Wow. Yeah. Just, all right. No, Brad, we can't wow. talk about it. But we'll talk about it next time because we're over. Okay. We're an hour and ten That's minutes. Fine. But that's all. That's all we're going to do. That's all we're going to talk about. We'll be back in two weeks again, um, talking about more European football, um, maybe some transfer stuff if some things have, have gotten spicy. Maybe if Tottenham have a manager, we'll talk about that too. Um, <laughs> but in the interim, that man to my left is at KSBradG. Down below is at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I am at James Tiffany. We collectively are Red Card Radio. We are at Red Card underscore Radio. That's all on Twitter. Please, um, like I said earlier in the show, like our video, like our um, like our podcast, rate it, subscribe, share it with a friend, do all those things, and definitely catch up with us on the social medias and all that stuff. Um, but that's all we got for tonight. We will be back probably again in two weeks, two weeks um, with another episode. So we uh, we really appreciate everybody. Thanks so much, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon.